Hello, I'm Kurt Whitesell, and want to welcome you to the coolest and most informative podcast in the Westfield, Indiana area. What's up, Westfield? What's up, Westfield is a local chat fest to dig deep into politics, development, who's doing what, and anything else we can fit into 45 minutes of fun online. If you have a topic or an interest in being an amazing guest, please reach out to us and we would love to hear your ideas. My guest today moved to Westfield from New Jersey and during the difficult time of COVID was looking to connect. She soon realized many other women in Westfield were having similar struggles and she started a Facebook group. Today that group has over 2,000 members, regular meetings, and it's still growing. When not hanging with the local ladies, she's a mom, wife, and a full-time professional. Please welcome Lisa Brandenburg to the podcast. Well, hello, Lisa. Welcome to my podcast. I appreciate you coming and doing this today. Oh, it is so nice to be here. I'm super excited and first time <laughs> doing one that's recorded with me on it. So right. hopefully, hopefully I won't be too embarrassing. <laughs> So you'll appreciate this. Someone actually asked me to stop doing videos of me. Of and you? I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, they were kind of, they were joking, right? They're like, could you just do the audio from now on? Oh, no. I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> to hear great. that. <laughs> it might have been my wife, but. All right. So Lisa Brandenburg, we don't know each other. Uh, no. We've been connected. We've met before, but we don't know each other, uh, much about each other. And so today... Uh, I want to learn about you and what you're doing here and things you're excited about. And just overall, um, your engagement in Westfield as a community. So to start, why don't you tell us about who you are, where you're from, your family, stuff like that. All right. Well, thank you again for having me and, and being interested. And I hope your audience is, is interested mm -hmm. and I'll make it as engaging as possible. <laughs> um, so I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. In case you haven't heard the accent, you will, you will hear it soon. Mm -hmm. um, and was a theater major, got my degree in theater. Um, hmm, interesting. And see, I'm animated mm -hmm. and, and stuff. <laughs> and plug for my daughter and my host daughter. They are in Shrek. The musical in oh, cool. uh, Shelton Auditorium at Butler this weekend. So if it gets out quick enough, yeah. December, what are we at? 9th, 10th, and 11th. Don't go there if it's next weekend. Okay. Um, so excited she's following that. But anyway, um, I, I met my husband at a karaoke bar. I sing well. He does not. Don't uh -huh. tell him I said that. But <laughs> I, I knew the night I met him that, that he was the one and we got married. What song was it that made you think he was the one? Um, I I think he's saying can't find a better man. And <laughs> it was so it was so so sweet. And I just something the Holy Spirit clicked that night. It was like okay. <laughs> turn into something and it was right. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. He doesn't sing anymore. He got uh -huh. he got the girl and, and well it worked, died. yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, we lived, um, we lived in Middletown, New Jersey then for 13 years, um, okay. had our two children there. I have a son, Robbie, who's now 13 and he's in eighth grade. I have a daughter, Joey, who is 15 and she's a 10th grader. And, you know, I had, uh, I'd been working for my company for a long time. I had been laid off once, got rehired after a year. Mm -hmm year and a half later, I got laid off again. 
And I just was feeling stuck in New Jersey. And I just said to my husband, who's a native Hoosier, so go Hoosiers. Um, mm -mm. Why are we here? Why don't we just move to Indiana? And he was shocked I said it. I was shocked I said it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what the heck? I'm a, I'm a Brooklynite, you know? Right. Um, but we made the decision. He he linked in with somebody within five days. He had a lead on a job here. And okay. in December of 2019, we found out he got the job. He moved here in January of 2020. I stayed behind to help my kids finish out their school year. And uh -huh. then the pandemic hit. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was during that time. Okay. Oh yeah. So so it was it was crazy. He was able to come back home then to Jersey and um, work remotely from there. And we ended up moving because everything was still in motion. And at that time, we figured he'd be going back to the office soon. And, you know, one of the things I remember when we first came here in August of 2020, not knowing anybody except like two, two aunts, is how lonely it felt. And we met a couple of, of moms through the Westfield Indiana Moms page. Amazing okay. page. If there's any mom out there who is not on the Westfield Indiana Moms page, you need to go there. They have resources for everything. Okay. And essentially what happened then, Kurt, is I put out an SOS. Anybody have any eighth grade daughters who'd be willing to meet me? And at that time, a, a few stepped up. They brought their daughters. We ate blizzards outside in the um, Dairy Queen little outdoor eating area. Okay. And, um, so, so let's go. So, so you're, you're bored, right? You're, yeah. you've got, right. I mean, we're yeah. all bored. We're trying to connect. You don't know anybody and it's the worst time to connect, obviously. Exactly. And, and you see that there, were you involved in like local pages back home or back in New no. Jersey? No. And my husband actually found the mom's page. He's the one that I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one that's like, Lisa, you need to join this page. This uh -huh. page has a lot of resources. And and he was right. The women on that page are amazing. So I'm obviously not on that page, right? But um, a lot of pages are real noisy. So did you find that to be just a good, nice community page when you first got on it? Um, if you're being kind when you say noisy, if you mean rude obnoxious yeah. trolling people no yeah. you know they don't have cool. that on that that site um okay. i i know what you're talking about though yeah. i stayed away from some of those pages uh because i don't i don't need that drama in my yeah. life um but what happened then on that page later on so that was like august uh -huh. and then we moved into our home it was being built and we met a couple of neighbors we started feeling like, okay, we have friends, we're gonna be okay. But in November <laughs> on the same page, somebody else posted, hey, I'm so tired of not having friends or fake friends. I don't remember exactly what it was. And I saw all these other women, I feel the same way. I'll go for coffee with you. Mm -hmm. And it was like this, boom, 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 boom. And I said, oh my gosh, I remember what that felt like. That's amazing, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and so, I said, you know what? No one should ever have to feel like that. And, and these I, aren't these aren't just. And I this is gonna. I'm, I say things wrong a lot, but these aren't just moms laying around the house waiting for the world. You know, I mean, these no. are busy. These are people that are used to being busy. These are productive people that COVID was forcing them to not excel. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a whole nother how COVID was handled. That's a whole nother podcast yeah. that we'll, might be for an audience. Uh -huh. But 
but these these women as all of us and trust me when i tell you in new york city it was handled even worse like i literally thought if i opened my door i was gonna die uh -huh. yep. but um but what happened was you know we were being told you can't you can't go out you can't do that you can't go that but as i alluded to earlier with with knowing that my husband that night was going to be it like I truly do feel the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit does push me to do things. I know the Holy Spirit spit out of my mouth. We should move to Indiana because mm -hmm. I wouldn't have ever said that. And so I said the risk of what's happening in the pandemic to me is, is not as great as the need for these women to not feel isolated because huh. I remember what that felt like. So I, yeah created the Facebook group, Women Building Friendship in Westfield with the hope that I could do three events a month, two in person and one virtual for um, people who were too nervous to come out. So, and we're going to get to that in a minute. I, I want to talk about that. But first, what did it feel like? So when I, during COVID, my business kind of kept going um, because it's a very, the real estate, is, it's an in-person business. Mm -hmm. And then we bought a restaurant, and so we had to be in the restaurant. So there, we never really, there was a time where nobody left the house, right? But we never, I never stopped with face-to-face -face stuff. And so I never felt lonely. Right. Um, and also my kids were home. So what What was it, what did it feel like? Um, I hope I don't, I hope I don't cry because you take <laughs> me cry. back. You take it's me awful, back. Though to a moment mm -hmm. in New Jersey. So it, the, the loneliness started in New Jersey because what happened was, and I told you, like they literally made you think you were going to die. Mm -hmm. That it was my husband, me, and my two children, 2000 square foot house, mm -hmm. except for one hour, the four of us had to empty everything out ourselves because nobody would help us. On top of that, we had housing lined up with family when mm -hmm. our house sold and then our new home wasn't built yet. Well, that came off the table, oh, right? Okay. Because yeah. there's COVID. Yep. The hardest, most isolating thing for us, Kurt, was we knew we were leaving in a matter of weeks. So like mm -hmm. pandemic starts in March, we're mm -hmm. now getting close to us moving in August. And it's like end of June, early July. And I haven't hugged my mom, my yeah. dad. I haven't said goodbye. And we reached yeah. a point where we said it's worth dying. Yeah, you had enough. Yep. We we needed to hug each other. And guess what? Nobody got COVID because we hugged. Guess what? Right. Oh. And so you actually when, got it because you even not hugging. You they said you got it no matter what. So exactly, why not? exactly. And so when we came here, we moved into a great little rental space. It was an Airbnb, and it was such a blessing for both parties because they did it for Grand Park. So okay. they had like this five bedroom house with bunk beds and different room, you know, that wasn't being used because everything was canceled. Yep. The thing was, it's not really meant for long-term living. So we were there for two months. We didn't have cable. The Wi-Fi barely worked. <laughs> Older furniture, like it just was like, oh. And what we <laughs> did though, I took the opportunity, shout out to our library. 
I went and I, I rented old movies. So I had my kids watching something. What's the matter with baby Jane or something like that? I forget what it was. Hitchcock, the birds. And so there was a beauty to it, but it was a sadness. It was this emptiness. And, um, it, it just felt like you see how today it's kind of gloomy. That's what it just felt like every day. Just felt like gloom. You know, it's been uh, interesting to hear how people and their families got creative with their time. Um, like you said, you know, you figured out, well, I'm going to force my kids to watch old movies that you never would, they never would have watched those. No, and never. they probably, they enjoyed it, I bet. They may not mm -hmm. have asked for it, but they enjoyed it. You know, we did some fun stuff that we never would have done and spent a lot of time together. And um, yeah. so I think it's been interesting to hear people, how they adapted as a family here in Westfield and how a lot of the things in Westfield that we like adapted as well and provided some sort of space or opportunity and it's you know some the parks were still kind of fun even though you couldn't go on the slide but you know there was there was some stuff to do and I think it's cool yeah. to hear about how people have done that all right so oh, you made it through I'll give you, wait before you okay, before you pivot just because yep. you actually genuinely seem interested in hearing I what people did so yep. as I said we had a little bit of time where we did not have a home uh-huh and so we had to get creative we have a Wyndham timeshare. Oh, okay. We booked a week in Las Vegas. Flights were so cheap. Uh -huh. So the four of us flew to Las Vegas. Uh -huh. We we stayed working on East Coast time. And okay. then when we were done working, we logged off. And then we went and we enjoyed Vegas. I mean, and this is in July of a, cool. the pandemic. Uh -huh. We wore our masks. We yep. sanitized. But we did everything. And then uh -huh. we came back into indiana he did have an aunt that let us crash in her bedrooms for like a couple of hours and then we were back on the road to nashville tennessee where we had our second timeshare um oh, okay. so so that's actually <laughs> when we did that when we flew to vegas and we were in casinos amusement parks water parks in nashville and we did game rooms and all these and we didn't get covid mm -hmm. That's what made it easier for me to say, I can be out among people, we can be safe, and people need to be among other people. Yeah. And, it, and you know, a lot of, uh, I always joke that the dads were the sacrificial lamb that went to the grocery store during that. And somehow we, you know, could go to the grocery store. So we would go to the grocery store and come home infected every time, you know, and the throat would hurt and we'd have a fever. Strip but in the garage, burn the yeah. clothes. <laughs> but we had a fist fight over milk and toilet paper and we made it home. And so, but yeah, weird times. I, I don't ever want to go back to that. I do think you, you're a, <laughs> you're a pro story for timeshares as much well, crap as they get you. Yes. <laughs> you although, although, <laughs> although I am not the pro for the salespeople because they were deceptive and we actually oh, yeah. had to threaten to sue them. So I'm kind of like, eh. um, the product it was, itself is great though. It was nice to have those at that time, wasn't it? Absolutely. Okay. Tell me a little bit about you professionally. When okay. you, you just said you worked East Coast time, you lived in India or Vegas, Nashville, whatever. What do you do professionally? Right. So I, or did you I do? am back. I am back at the company that had laid me off twice. Okay. So what I really love, like the first time I got laid off, 
it it hit me so hard. I I I was like, oh my gosh, I'm such a failure. But then I got brought back and I was like, okay, it wasn't me. It really was the role got eliminated. And then the role got eliminated again, but they brought me back again. So it it's it's really quite cool to know it's it's not me. It really is just this thing. And so my my earlier roles were very heavy with learning and development. So creating trainings, sometimes getting to facilitate them, other times vetting out the vendors. Uh -huh. And unfortunately, in lean times, learning and development seems to be one of the things that go, you yeah. know? And, oh, yeah. You know, so it's it's the stuff that they can live without. They shouldn't live without. Mm -hmm. you got to invest in your people. Yeah. Uh, but that's what it was. And now okay. um, my role is heavily involved in process improvements. So okay. how can we um, how can we make things better? I'm in insurance through certain um parts of of the uh, the the group benefits journey you know okay. like we, we work with group benefits and so how do we help companies make things easier when doing the mm -hmm. benefits and so um again i if i'm good at my job i may get myself laid off again because if i improve everything what do I need <laughs> they don't need you right <laughs> but but it's it's quite okay. all right and and so that's professionally what i do and then I don't know if you want to consider volunteerism as professional. Um... Not yet, but I do want to consider it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so this explains a little bit about your Facebook. Let's get into your Facebook page because you created, you're on mom, the mom's page and you're enjoying it and you decide there's a better way to do it or well, there's something better you can do from your own viewpoint. Right. So there is no way for the record for all uh -huh. you administrators of uh, the Westfield, Indiana moms page. No, I was not trying okay. to do that page better. Uh -huh. That page is amazing for resources. You need to know where to go for a haircut for a pediatrician uh -huh. for colonoscopies. Uh -huh. I mean, you go there and, and you know, and that last one might have been a question I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so that page is incredible. It was really seeing that one woman post how lonely she felt. Okay. And I said, well, we need a place where women can go to find connections. Mm -hmm. And that's why I built Women Building Friendships in Westfield. Okay. Um, because it was meant for like, you come here if you want to make a friend, uh -huh. not if you want to find um, the best cakes or, or things mm -hmm. like that. And so it was purely relationship driven and social. Absolutely. Absolutely. They want to okay. build friendships. And again, this was all like God driving me because I am not smart enough to figure this out on my own. The premise of the page is you can only post about events that you want to go to and meet other women to make friends. Okay. And I, I literally I like tell that. people, yeah, I literally tell people, if you want recommendations for something, go to the mom's page. Like I'm feeding them people. Mm -hmm. And really what that did was a couple of things. And I didn't realize, I just knew I was told like, do it this way, Lisa, do it this way. Yeah. But as time went by, what it told me was one, if you ask people, like if you allow people to talk about different things, the events are lost. So the whole point is to meet up at events and, you know, make friends. So that was the first thing. The second thing 
And you're probably going to giggle because you realize when you talked about those other uh, noisy Facebook pages, if I allowed someone to come on the page and say, oh, where, where are you going for your vaccine? Or where is your child getting vaccinated? Or where do I go? I have the sniffles. All of a sudden, 50% of the people hate you for the question. 50% of the people love you for the question. Mm -hmm. And both sets of people have already formed an opinion on you. Mm -hmm. If anybody wrote, hey, who's voting for Biden? Who's voting for Trump? Mm -hmm. There is already well, opinions yep. being formed. Okay. Yep. Instead, what happened was in the beginning, um, we had a dinner and we were just all talking. Oh, you have kids. Oh, you do that. Oh, you do this. Oh, you do that. And probably about an hour goes by and then the topic of vaccination came up and then there were people saying well i didn't do that because of this and other people saying but did you consider this mm -hmm. and there's this healthy discussion amongst mm. friends it's amazing not yeah. amongst keyboard warriors mm -hmm. and again i wasn't smart enough to figure that out yeah. i just did what i i heard and and it really turned out to to work. Well, I, I like that you pointed that out because I've one of the things that frustrated me was has frustrated me is um, we for the last years have we're just immediately divided on things that we normally never would have known about each other. Right. And and probably most of us agree on ninety nine percent of the things, you know, and just because it's top of brain or whatever, it's become stuff we just argue about. Yeah. And so the fact that you accidentally or organically stumbled <laughs> into that type of those relationships that way and those discussions, uh, that's pretty impressive. So what were the early, what was it? So you started the page, you type in, I'm starting a group, I'm making it private. You kind of create probably a little uh, description. Uh, how did it go the first couple of weeks, months? What was the early time? So as I had, had said earlier, my goal was three events. It was going to be two in person and one virtual. And so the first in-person event, there was five of us at Los Agaves Mexican restaurant. <laughs> and it was great. And one woman- Everybody wants Mexican food, right? <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. I don't even love Mexican food. I'm so, I am so bland. Like uh -huh. My husband laughs at me. I don't even like black pepper. The best uh -huh. thing, and I, I didn't mention her earlier, but we have a foreign exchange student from Indonesia with us right now. Uh -huh. This girl, when we sit down for a meal, when I actually have prepared one myself, she comes out with her spicy seasoning <laughs> and puts it right down. Gotta have some flavor, yeah. Right. Right, and right, I so hate you, cilantro. So, so, so we go to Los Agaves. We go to Los Agaves. Mm -hmm. There's five of us have a great time, and I knew we tapped on something when this one woman said, "I just moved to Westfield a couple of days ago, and my husband forced me to come out, and we we have become such great friends that I'm going to be seeing her on Christmas Day. You know, like, and she almost didn't come out that day." Then the second one was a breakfast. And again, I think it was just five or six women. And I was like, oh man, we did a, we did a virtual one. And again, uh -huh. it was like just four people and then me made five. And I go, I cannot break this 
four, five or six person mark. Uh -huh. And we did a small business open house at uh -huh. my house. I opened up my home. And again, I'm a nut job. I didn't yeah. know any of these people. Yeah, you're crazy for that. And I was like, you know what? Well, I was smart. I never posted my address. I just said, if you say you're coming, I will message you and give you okay. my address. All right. And I set up my living room um, kitchen area. We had like a sensi person and a a food person and a wine person. And I go, how do I get people here? And literally I created this video and I go, look, everybody, I know right now you're thinking of every excuse not to come. And I won't bore you with the details, but I gave them the three like excuses. Like I, I broke down their excuses and we wound up having, I think 22 women come that awesome. day. Uh -huh. And one of the women even said to me, I wasn't going to come until you sent them until you had the book, <laughs> right? So they came and then uh -huh. little by little, now those 22 people are talking and it, and it spread. And I think I was so excited when it got to like 200 people, then it got to 400 people. And a friend of mine who was the one who said she wasn't even going to come that night, uh -huh. unbeknownst to me, messaged the current and said, hey, you should talk with her. Huh. And they interviewed me and we were at 400 people. By the time the article came out, we were at 700. And then wow. okay. now we're, we're about 2,700 women. And remember those three events that I said I was gonna have in a month? Uh -huh. We have those in a week. Oh, wow, okay. And we have everything from exercising, free uh -huh. events, we have, um, the Singo at Urban Vines on Wednesday nights is popular. We go, we have live music. We have mystery book clubs, historical book clubs, spicy romance book clubs. <laughs> <laughs> um, all different types of things. We even try to do cultural stuff. We had two Happy Huli events. That's the event where um, they celebrate the coming of spring and the, it's almost like a color run. Like they throw mm -hmm. the colors all around and we have 50 and older group. Like it, it's just. So who's, who's creating these subgroups in your, the members or you or. Well, in the beginning it was, it was just me. And then mm -hmm. I started getting smart and I saw the women who were actively participating and what they liked. And I tapped them on the shoulder and I said, listen, I cannot do all of this. I work full time. I can't do brunches. There are people who need brunches. And so somebody is in charge of making sure there are brunches. And I don't have young kids. So someone was in charge of that. Now, I'd be lying if I say that that kind of leadership group is still really fully active, but they got it to a point now where people are just going on and creating their own events anyway. That's fine. So yeah. it, it now has a mind of its own. I used to go to every single event because you needed someone there to make sure everybody felt welcome. Well, yeah. then the leadership kind of took over and they made sure people felt welcome. And, okay. now and that's that was one of my questions. I went, you were talking about your group that came that had 20 people. Right. And, you know, I do a lot of business networking. Five people is real easy to talk. Mm -hmm. Did you... When the 20 people showed up, you're a very outgoing person. Were the, when the 20 people showed up, did you find it a challenge to make sure everyone felt like they were making friends? And did you feel like you were the puppeteer kind of, or the, no. you know, talk to the, 
It sort of was organic in that there were five people with a booth and the women mm -hmm. came. And, and by the way, I just want to make this very, very clear because there has been some noise. Okay. This group has never been and will never be about making sure people sell their products and do that. Uh -huh. This was a unique event because my tagline is every woman deserves a strong support system. This was an event where when I signed up the vendors and when we prayed before I opened up those doors, each vendor knew this is networking first and sales later. Okay. There are no hard sales, nothing. And so people came, but now to get to your, did you feel like you had to do it? They're walking up. They knew what they were walking into. So uh -huh. they were talking to the person who was selling Sensi. They were talking and drinking wine with the, with the wine vendor. You know, they were, they were looking at my books. Now for me, it's actually quite funny because um, I, I had my books. I wrote a romantic comedy, but like I, I did. I should have one like to, to hold up. I don't have one. In the it should be right here. <laughs> so, hold on, wait, hold on one second. <laughs> there we go. We're getting the book. A romantic oh. comedy. Hmm. Oh, yes. oh, God, I'm You're the it. audio version. Hopefully she's going to get the audio version. I just broke a nail doing that. So oh. I, I, I hope All I right. saw book. So it's a romantic comedy called Run. Woo. Okay. It's uh, about a girl getting a little older in age and uh -huh. hasn't married yet and feeling that pressure. Okay. Um, but anyway, what I was saying with that is like, I wasn't even trying to sell my book that night. I, it was uh -huh. there. I was trying to make sure that people were just talking and having a good time. And mm -hmm. from there, it really, it really picked up steam. So then you kind of get, you start growing and you're having more more groups, different groups, bigger groups, and you're giving some leadership roles to other women, which I think people bite on real quick. I'm, I'm assuming this, relating to this like my business groups. You know, when you give people leadership, leadership roles, they bite and they really like doing that. So I'm guessing people stepped up and started helping. And then they started doing that where they felt like they could be connectors and facilitate. Um, did you ever form like a leadership committee or a board or anything yeah it, it was there was there was an official committee and we had um you know roles like game nights you're going to do game nights and you're going to do that I mean Bunko hello New Jersey New York I didn't know what the heck Bunko was and now <laughs> you know I'm into Bunko so groups. much fun um yeah we we did and and honestly in the beginning again when things were still kind of shut down it worked a lot better because you didn't have all these pressing priorities. Mm -hmm. Now, as I alluded to, you know, yes, the leadership group is still there if I needed to yeah. reach out and talk to them about something, which thankfully I haven't had anything controversial lately. The last mm -hmm. time I did, there was a controversial event that got put up and I, I kind of had to make um, an announcement. I talked to them and I, I said, I'm, I'm not taking down the event because I shouldn't, I shouldn't decide what's important for everybody else. Like, I don't want that decision-making power because yep. once you remove one, yep. now now I get to determine, oh, you can stay, you could stay. So yeah. that was the last time I brought them in, but really it's, it's a volunteer type of thing. You know, I, every once in a while I might say, hey, do you think you can, you know, create this? I haven't seen one lately. 
but as I said, there there's so many up there right now that I think we're we're covered. Um, so you're doing three events a week. Um. Yeah. Sometimes right. there was one. There was one. The Westfield and Lights. People couldn't go to that because there was a, a Merry Christmas party at someone's <laughs> house or something. And you know, we actually we do it introverts. It's called Introverts Unite. Sometimes we we have that going. Um, but it just depends. It depends on the week and, and what's happening. So um, tell me what the tell me what the event looks like. So you let's say the moose thing, whatever you call right. that thing. Um, what? How does an event work? You're are you virtual? Is it in person? What are events? So for the most part now they're all in person. And you you remind me. I'm I'm even going to make a note. Um, I'm going to see if anybody wants to meet virtually and it's it's hard right because with with anything people may say they come and then they don't show up and mm -hmm. you know so so sometimes it's it's difficult the last virtual thing i did it, it was called traumatize but okay. ties like t-i-e-s like what ties us together and, and i had a beautiful group of four women on the screen and i was talking and, and we were just sharing some experiences um that they were going through and, and hoping to help them. Mm -hmm. So that was a virtual event. But let's talk about this Christmas, which you're making me really sad. One, because I didn't get to attend because <laughs> I was I was supporting my son's best friend was singing in the choir at the Westfield and Lights. Oh, okay. So, yep. so instead of being in a warm, cozy house with Christmas lights, I was freezing my butt off at Grand Junction. Um, it was cold. And I saw I saw the pictures. Remind me, I'm, I, I want to tell you the pictures. Um, but essentially, wonderful contributor to the page. She uh -huh. opened up her home. Um, apparently, she's got a moose fetish because I saw okay. all these cute little moose uh -huh. uh, figurines. And she she may put out a spread, ask people to bring some stuff, uh, bring some wine to share. And it's really like that was a an event and she allowed spouses to come so that's something mm -hmm. it first started with just women then we created like let's have women and children events because let's connect the women and i mean the children as well then we also have done couples events and what they don't understand a lot of times is when your women in a community are happy it trickles to the kids then it trickles to the husbands mm -hmm. you know so it, it's really had this great snowball effect in a, mm -hmm. in a positive way um but anyway, they would come and then they would network and they would mingle and, and talk. And, um, you know, so that's one type of an event. The book clubs, you read the book ahead of time. Um, I haven't been able to join a book club because I just I don't read as much as I would like to because mm -hmm. I'm too busy trying to get 10,000 steps in in a day. Mm -hmm. um, but um, you read a book and then they meet at a local restaurant. We try to support yeah. our local restaurants and they yeah. talk about the books, you know, okay. so there's a variety of ways they they work. They pickleball. They go out and you play pickleball. It's awesome. All right. So our women that join this group, well, welcome to start any type of positive event. Yes, and it's funny that you said positive. So, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you will see me with this great big positive attitude. I am who I am, and it's genuine. I'm not usually putting on airs. But I had just recently gotten back from a 10-day Holy Land pilgrimage to Israel with my mom. Okay. I mean, 
beautiful, incredible, amazing. I come home, supposed to go uh, to New Jersey for Thanksgiving, which we did, but then family got sick. So we couldn't really stay with them because my daughter's starring in the Shrek. And if she gets sick, the whole thing, uh -huh. like, it was just, and like, I was just getting so upset. I said, you know what? If I'm upset, if I can get sad, these other women are getting sad too. Uh -huh. And so we are hosting on January 13th, which is a Friday, uh -huh. a potluck Ooh. pity party. <laughs> we are going to be able to come and we are going to be able to yeah. vent the crap out of what we aren't enjoying in our lives. Potluck and party. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, and it's going to be hosted at the Athena house. My friend Tina um, has like an art studio uh, at the Athena house. It's, it's in Carmel, but it's, okay. it's close enough. And we are just going to air our grievances Mm -hmm. and then let him go because like you have to you have like to have that. a pity party every once in a while it's not sustainable to be happy all the time so you don't think it's enough so i like that um you've created these groups i'm guessing new friendships are being formed and they're meeting outside of the group um you don't think it's enough there that's not enough support sometimes you need a place where people feel safe or what is it that you feel like that that's going to create more benefit well i just think or is it just fun? I think it's just fun, but mm -hmm. it's also, we have a lot of um, single moms in Westfield. Mm -hmm. We have a ton of transplants. I mean, mm -hmm. there are people coming from all over. You see, I mean, hello, you're in real estate. Um, mm -hmm. I see your signs everywhere. Like you see the growth, right? Yeah. And it's very hard. One of the things in New Jersey, I was there for 13 years, Kurt, mm -hmm. and I can list on half a hand, the true authentic relationships I was able to make mm -hmm. where if I had to like, I broke down in the middle of the night at one o'clock in the morning, who I know for a fact would drop everything in common. Uh -huh. And I'm not saying that people in New Jersey weren't great people. It was just, mm -hmm. you grew up, it was a click. If you know, yeah. you had your friendships, you didn't need to welcome more people in. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like a lot of us transplants felt that here in Westfield, especially during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So it's really was a way to, to get these people the support they need. And now I know single moms who are able to go run off and, and bring their older college to uh, older daughter to college because somebody's willing to watch the baby. Uh -huh. And huh. I know people now who are getting rides for their kids who didn't know each other before mm -hmm. because now they do. So it is mostly fun, but I know there are side conversations happening. Like we, we have beautiful, beautiful women in the group right now who are going through divorces uh -huh. and I know they're getting together and they're talking it through. Uh -huh. I'm not even there. Like, I can't even tell you how amazing the relationships are because there's so many things happening and I'm not even a part of them anymore. I kind what's of, that, what's that feel like? What's it feel like to know? And I know you're not, this is not bragging, not taking credit for anything. What's it feel like to know that you hit a nerve in a community that's fairly established? There's plenty of places on Facebook to me and socially that you hit a nerve that has created that and you know it's making a difference. What's that feel like to you? It's an honor. Mm -hmm. It is such a blessing that God put it on my heart mm -hmm. because when I just stand back and I see what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my friends said it 
best, again, going back to the one who wasn't going to come out to that open house, she listed all the things that her children are in and she listed all the things that my kids are in. Our lives would never have intersected. And I have been so blessed to know her. She's one of my best friends now. And I will be honest, it used, I literally had bath, um, bath accessories that said, it's all about me, my shower curtain, all about me, all about me, all about me. And today I really truly, and it, and it kills me that you asked the question, but I know why, because you want to inspire people. Like, look what, look what you could do. One person could do this. And it, I just look back and I go, oh my gosh, look at their lives changing. Mm -hmm. Look at, she went and did that for that person and now their life is enriched. I know people mm -hmm. who have helped each other get jobs, people who have helped each other move. I mean, it is, these women are incredible. And, and I'll tell you um, what's really funny. There are um, four women in the group who met through the group. Two of them may have kind of already known each other. But they just, and I feel bad I can't give them a real plug because I don't know the, the complete name of it. But they have gone on a trip together, like they travel together, they go out all the time together. And what they realized is they are four decades. So one's in their 30s, one's 40s, 50s, and 60s. And they just started a podcast um, to, to talk about the friendship of four um ages like that i see you writing down i hope it's because you want me to tell you who they are <laughs> do. You get on their podcast? Um, and that was the funny thing i met someone who lives in the in the next um neighborhood that's connected to me and we walk and we talk all the time and i forgot what she said one day i mean we've been walking for months and i go oh my god i could be this woman's mother like it's yeah. like holy cow and then on the upside, I played Bunko with beautiful women who could be my mom. Uh -huh. And um, it's pretty, it's pretty mm -hmm. incredible. You know, it's interesting too, is probably it, um, if you started that at a different time, it may not have worked. It wouldn't have. Or if you started it today, it may not have worked. You no. know, it's just, it's just that timing was pretty perfect. You're 100% right. What would you... Um, there's a lot of people that say they want to start something or have ideas and they, they're just like, I don't want to do it. Or they, they're hesitant. How do you encourage people to go try stuff like this? Well, it's kind of a tough question because I have a tough question. <laughs> I will tell you why, because uh, I have started things and have not finished it. For yeah. instance, the sequel to this book, uh -huh. I started writing before the pandemic. I am halfway through that. Yeah. And I have not finished it. Okay. Uh -huh. I I have started crafts. I don't finish it. Mm -hmm. The reason why it's a tough question is because for me, it isn't until God told me move to Indiana. Mm -hmm. this guy is the one start this Facebook page <clears throat> that I was able to finish mm -hmm. what I started. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to just blanketly tell people go and do it mm -hmm. because I'm setting them up for failure. 
because trust me, like with my daughter being in theater now, I'm like, I want to start a children's theater company. <laughs> that ain't what God wants me to do. So I can say it mm -hmm. all I want. I even started writing some stuff up, but until, until you truly feel it. And it's just like, it's just like when you have relationship advice for the younger generation, like, oh, don't worry. You'll know when you know. Mm -hmm. And then you meet someone and you're like, oh, I know. You but don't how do you how do you encourage women to have that self-awareness and that confidence or anyone, it's not just women, but because we're talking about your page, yeah. how do you encourage them to be paying attention to that, those signals and how to be aware that, man, this is, it's time. Yeah. Well, all I can do, Kurt, is I can just share my story and for me and my life, as for me and my house, we serve the Lord. To me, that's truly the only way to have faith and confidence. And I can't just walk up to you and go, so Kurt, what are your beliefs in, in God? Are you allowing him to talk in your life? So all I can do is share the successes that I had and let them know that it's because I allowed God to talk to me. Now, what I will say is if you're just starting on your faith journey or whatever, I was a lifelong Catholic. I knew nothing about the Bible. Seven or so years ago, I changed the Methodist faith, started doing Bible studies. I have a room um, in my house. It's a, it's a closet. I don't know if you saw the movie War Room. I have a war room. If you didn't see the movie, you should see it. Every morning I go in that war room and I pray and I read part of the Bible. I have read through the Bible two and a half times now. And so I'm in tune to it. And when you know, you know, there truly mm -hmm. are times that your gut is like, I shouldn't walk down that dark alley. You don't walk down the dark alley. You get those gut reactions. You, you hear, get out of that relationship. You know, you're supposed to get out. So when you feel it so strong, so moving, I say you have to act on it. And if you're a woman, come to the friendship page, message me and let me know you need some support. And, and I will do my best to support you in, in those things and connect you to people who can. Um, well, you're wild. Um, you, uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> you got me on this one. Um, so you are great for, we have, I think Westfield needs more of you. Um, there are a lot of people doing great things in Westfield, and that's one of the reasons I do this podcast is just to talk about people doing great things. I'm glad you were introduced. Um, I hope uh, you can keep doing this. What do you see as the next coming? Uh, how can people be involved with you, and where do you see your group in the next year, or do you, you know, what's the plan? Well, I, I really, so in the beginning, one of the things I really wanted to do was like a friendship cruise, you know, get a uh -huh. whole bunch of women together. Let's go, let's go partying. And they could bring their spouses and kids uh -huh. too. You can leave them somewhere else. Um, <laughs> I would love to do big events like that. And what I really need hmm. are people who can help me do that. There are so many things I want to do, Kurt. Um, but again, not, not everybody has the time the drive, the energy that I have to do those things. So, I mean, I would love to partner with other people within Westfield, you know, maybe it's Westfield Welcome, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, it's it's a chamber, whatever it is, to, to put on bigger events that are solely for the purpose of 
making friendships, enhancing friendships, um, because I still think there's a population we're not reaching because we're just, we're small. I mean, it's, it's yeah. big, but it's still, you know, relatively small. And, um, you know, anybody can, can find me on, on Facebook, reach out, uh, would, would love to, to help. And in, in any so how do they, how do they get a hold of you? Um, go to the women building friendships in Westfield Facebook group. Um, look, yeah, they can just I message mean, you through there. You can message me through there. Lisa Brandenburg. I don't know if like, you know, you could, you could put a link. I don't want to put, yeah, I'll put a link phone. in there for sure. Um, <laughs> not giving out my cell phone until I know you. your home address. You let people come yeah. over. Let strangers oh come over. Oh my gosh. I'm, well, let's, I'll link it up for sure. I'll get you linked up. Um, you I have a ton of notes. I could do another podcast with you about everything oh, yeah. else you talk I about. I love to. Um, we didn't even get to the volunteering, <laughs> and that's well, and that's totally fine. Um, uh, it it's been wonderful, and and the one thing I would say, if if I can just offer this to everyone, you know, most people, as they say, will see me my my happy, cheerful, authentic self. It is okay for you to have a pity party when you need to. But women, we are strong and we need to put our pants back up. And if we're in a situation that we're not happy with, we need to go get the support that we we can to get out of that situation. Um, and every woman does deserve a strong support system, may not be through my group, may just be through me. Um, but but let's let's help each other because when we raise each other up, we all succeed. I love it. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Um, I appreciate it. And it'll be fun to watch this thing grow that you're doing. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy to, I'm happy to, to see. I mean, we, we would love um, help in trying to get a men's group growing. My, yeah. my husband started something, but men are just, they're different. Difficult bunch. Yes, Difficult they bunch. are. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so well, cool. much. And thank you everybody for watching. Yep. Have a great day. You